0: Previously, on Quest Friends Hereafter.
1: So today, we might get to meet other uh, Necromon trainers and other Necromon. M.K., a Necromon has moved in (laughs) near his yard.
2: I want to give this complication to Sparky and say that Sparky has a mouse infestation.
0: And you notice, as you stare at six King Peckers, (laughs) <laughs> desperately trying to hunt down 30 mice that this doesn't just catch Necromon, it duplicates them. I'm Walnut. I'm raring the beat. Second place of the seventh grade this year. Yeah, no, but nobody beats Irene. Who is Irene? The unknown, unbeatable trainer, Irene
3: Hawthorne. Greetings.
0: So, Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit about Irene Hawthorne?
3: Irene Hawthorne is the Necromon trainer who overextends. She is a small child with dark brown hair and dark brown eyes and she's got her arms crossed and she's got really, really strictly straight up posture that's clearly trying to make her feel like she's taller than she is.
0: Even though, because isn't she like pretty short?
3: I mean, she's a small child. Okay, fair. So yeah,
0: pretty short as a child. Well, compared to other 7th
3: graders. Well she skipped a grade, so... It's pretty tiny. She's a smaller child than (laughs) the other small children, in that she is younger and so smaller. Her hair is kind of cut in a bob, and it looks as though she's tried to slick it down, but it's a little bit puffy. And she's dressed in a high-collared pressed dress, buttoned all the way up, and looks very official. As official as a small eleven-year-old can look, and she is—she's got angry eyes.
1: Uh, um, hi. Uh, my name's Hilda, and Hilda will just like do that awkward, like sort of wave where you like you half raise your hand up, but then you abort it the last second. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I've made a mistake.
3: <laughs> Irene swings one of her hands back. Over her head, and in front of her, in a point, and she steps forward. Welcome to your doom. <laughs> it's very nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, uh, I hope we have a
3: good duel. I'm going to crush you. I'm going to eat you alive and spit you out. You got it, Hilda!
1: And Hilda is going to, like, puff up her chest a little bit and just, like, try to stand up straight, awkwardly take Booker out of a backpack again, hold him forward like he's Simba in The Lion King once more, and just say, Well, um, you haven't faced a bond as true as ours. (laughs) Go, Booker! And Hilda's gonna, like, hold Booker out until he, like, opens up six out his little legs and then set him down on the ground gently and then try to strike an awkward, heroic pose.
3: His little eye stalks poke really far up and then they kind of go back down a little bit into his little bookshelf. And then he like shakes off a little bit and puffs out just like Hilda. He's looking real heroic too. Ooh,
1: that looks so cool, Booker, yes.
3: I'm cool. Doing it.
0: <laughs> and off to the side of the arena, you can see Ariel. They're sitting on... What kind of looks like you know those like lifeguard stands that lifeguards go on so they can look over the pool. They're sitting on it with their foot resting on top of a boombox connected to two speakers beneath them. All right, so uh, this duel is going to be tryouts for the dueling club. That thing they point to the school aid man who gives a thumbs up will be determining whether or not you get in except for Irene, who's already in, and they roll their eyes real hard at that.
3: Yes, I am. Thank you.
0: Anyways, not only is this going to determine whether or not you get in, but we're going to use this to determine your Necromon's number of res points. Again, res points is essentially the number that we use to determine how many hits your Necromon can take until it actually gets damaged. So don't, and they shoot daggers at irene
4: she does it back
1: just don't <laughs> hilda glances over at the child being carted away on a stretcher
4: <laughs> mm.
3: you won't be grievously injured
1: you're right i won't because i'm going to win Mm-hmm.
3: irene doesn't like that
0: <laughs> so yeah typical rules don't go too hard stay within the battlefield and they point to the blue barrier surrounding it and uh yeah and they take one of their legs which had been crossed over the other one and just kick the boombox to life and this really exciting peppy battle music starts let's uh have a necromon duel so the way under the neighborhood is written isn't really designed for necromon dueling we have a mon playbook But because it's only one of our eight playbooks, we don't have a whole lot of specific rules designed around that. So for Necromon battles, we're actually going to be using a modified rule set from the game Animon Story by Zach Barrow. I wrote Necromon Story in my notes, (laughs) Mm. so I need to change that.
1: Well, you made this.
0: I made this. (laughs) The way Animon Story works, in our regular system, you would roll two dice, do the highest result, In Animon story, your stats instead determine how many dice you roll, and if you roll a four or above, that counts as a success. Whoever has more successes wins. In a Necromon battle, you can have up to six Necromon, and you can have up to three on the field at a time. This doesn't really affect Hilda that much, because she's got the one... But for duelists you might go against, such as potentially Irene, that might be something that they do. Your goal is to get all of the resurrection points, or res points, of your opponent's necromon down to zero. Additionally, we have a critical gauge. Anytime you roll a six or a necromon gets knocked out, the critical gauge fills by one. So our critical gauge right now is eight. That's the real fast version. Again, we'll go over
1: specific rules as they come up, but tell me how your moms get on the field. Well, as I mentioned before, Booker was just held bare until his legs came out and then just sat gently down upon the field to begin posing heroically. Yeah, so he's been just sitting there
0: posing all along. He doesn't look that much different. There's a little bit of blue. You can see the blue light that's surrounding the arena seems to almost surround him. Just a
1: vibin' little crab.
0: Yeah, like a vibin' little crab. It's surrounding this vibin' little book crab. It just looks like a little rave, man. Not a whole lot of light, but, like, he's into it. It's fun. Like, it's a good time. It's a good time. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, Irene, there are your Necromon.
3: So the ground starts rumbling, and then something starts to poke up out of the ground, and it's all these little tiny mushrooms. And then from under those mushrooms comes a hat, a, like, really, really wide-brimmed, flat-top hat, and then this creature, like a combination of a mandrake root and the radish spirit from Spirited Away crawls up out of the ground and when it stands, the footsteps make things just rumble a little bit all around. A layoff! And then the other necromont is actually three smaller ones. They're moss balls the size of a couple of fists together. Each, they're just, they're just moss balls.
1: Tee-zone.
3: Malaya, mossies, go.
0: And so that is how our arena starts, with a book rave crab on one side. Your words, not mine. And on the other side, these three cute little moss balls and a fucking giant.
4: But what the fuck is the point of this trap? This is the exact opposite of what a trap is supposed to do.
2: Can you elaborate on this, Sparky? I feel like we are finally reaching
4: some sort of (laughs) consensus here as to this being a thing you caused. All right, all right, all right. Look, there's been mice in my house. There's been necromice in my house and I'm trying to get rid of them. And I came to this lovely park that you happen to live at. Because that's what people do. They let go of necromice in parks. And now there are six fucking birds all over the place. Why do you have six birds?
0: A couple of things. One, there are seven birds. Why do
4: you have seven birds? And
0: you're calling his backyard a park?
4: She's just, she's just, you know, you know, I happen to be near this thing that I'm saying is a park. <laughs> yeah, well, you were saying something about a trap, though. Yeah, yeah. That's that. This, oh. and he's
2: going to look at the box, mm-hmm. which
0: none of you has grabbed, so it's just spawning out more mm-hmm. mice and more king Peckers. Yeah, there it is. If
2: Sparky doesn't do anything, I think Kike is going to try and go and like smash it or something. Sparky's honestly just waiting for Kike to solve the problem. <laughs> God.
0: Yeah, Kike, how do you want? How do you want to? Dis- how do you want to smash it?
2: Just smash it. Well, or I could take my, it was a long con where I can take my like failure make success with a full success saying that the bird freaking out at the cage causes the cage to break. But that's like a different thing. So I probably shouldn't. Yeah,
0: you got to fail before that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's immediately following. So yeah, right now just take a swing to break it.
2: Okay. That's four. (laughs) So it was a long con.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you smash... Your hand into it. And your arm oh, no. is now stuck in the thing as well.
4: I can't have more Kikes.
2: Key Does my arm replicate as well? <laughs> Don't do this to me. Or is it just for Necromon?
0: Well, you know, Necromon, they're soul monsters that can create projections of their bodies. You can't do the latter, but you are a soul creature.
2: Because can I say it was a long con and my arm replicating leads to either destroying the box or grabbing all of the mice and tossing them away.
0: TK punches his hand in. All I can think of is like a little army waltz as climbing out of this box with confidence and poise. You just see row after row of...
2: It's like the Fantasia. Aurelio
0: Enrique Oeso Kanakas. <laughs>
2: oh God. Marching out of the box. Oh, my God, it's the entire thing. I thought it was <laughs> just going to be the arm, not no, the entire. No, it's
0: all
4: these little kikes. And ah, they stand up. purple And
0: they look at you, and they salute and say,
4: What, what do, you do you need, sir? <laughs>
2: Well, this is awkward. Probably all of them are going to say that at the same time.
0: Yeah, this is this, is, this is awkward. This is awkward, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of awkward. It's a little weird, yeah.
2: Are we alive? Uh, that's not important. The important thing is you are in here for a purpose and a purpose only. Actually, no, two purposes. No, three purposes. Excuse me. <laughs> one of them is destroy this box. The other one is... Catch these mice. The third one is grab these birds and that person and lead her away from my house. We are, we are on, on it, sir. sir.
0: Uh, so, do we, who wants to take the. Well, I would like to. Uh, you know, I'd like to get Sparky out of here. Well, I want to get Sparky out of here, too. No, we really all do kind of want to get Sparky out of here, don't <laughs> we? Maybe we should start with that.
4: Well, this conversation is happening, and before they can do anything, Sparky's gonna, like, flop down her little notebook against her leg and go, Do you think this is the first time I've heard a whole crowd of people say, We don't want Sparky here? <laughs> <laughs> I get it, I get it. You're intimidated by my presence. I can see myself out, and I will let you handle we're not intimidated. Problem. No, no, it's okay. You don't have yeah, to. Yeah, no, we're. I was gonna say that. You don't have to. Yeah, lie. Sure. I will just, I will just. And she's walking backwards. The fence itself is blocked, but she's trying to find any other way out.
0: You back up and you just hear the. Because some of the hammering has been going on that none of you have addressed. And suddenly, just another part of the wall gets destroyed by a toucan. And you just walk out of the hole that was recently destroyed.
4: Hey Kike, it was great to catch up with um all of you. I'd love to know how this turns out. So, you know, if you wanna if you wanna um drop by for an interview sometime. You have to own for this mess that you have caused, Sparky.
0: You cannot just. You can't expect live on those terms. I'm not gonna clean this up. I mean, I am gonna. I we are gonna clean this up. Like that's. Well, I mean. I mean, we, yeah. no, you
2: have. We have to clean this up, man. Like this is not staying like this. Well, yeah, like but this. like maybe, you know, maybe that could be your fourth purpose: is to build more stuff for this wall. Like we sort of <laughs> know how to do this stuff.
0: But it's always the hardware store is always so expensive.
2: Yeah, it's true, but it's more expensive to have this wall open. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Sparky could get Anyways, why am I discussing things with myself in this matter? I've never thought my thoughts would be this open to the hey, public. Hey,
0: hey, 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 guys. Hey, Kikeis. As you can see, one of them is like, had walked over and had scooped up some mice. Um, we have a problem. And all the other Kikeis are like, what the problem? We have a problem. Sparky's leaving. The problem's gone. We can pick it up. <laughs> and the Kikei, terrified, points out... And you notice that the cars had gotten silent. Oh, no. And outside, you see the streets covered in necromice. Oh, my God. And toucans sweeping to catch them. Now, the first thing we're going to do is we've got to figure out who goes first. So for each necromon,
1: roll initiative. Uh Getting the big boy dice out for this, my big specialty. I'm so concerned with how many dice I heard right there. Well, I have eight initiative with my big boy stats. Like, it was right up to the mic, but it was still like... initiative. I rolled eight d6 just now. There is
3: no way I am getting... Like, there's no way either of them are going first.
1: Here's the thing. There's at least a chance, but I did actually roll quite well. I have five successes and two of them were sixes how about you Emily
3: um I got two successes for Malay and one success for Mossies
0: any sixes no <laughs> so everything starts and over this somehow very loud boombox you almost See Booker respond before you hear Ariel's muffled voice say, All right,
1: start! And what does Booker do?
3: Brickle brickle!
1: Hmm. I want Booker to zoom around behind Malaya and try to, like, just do a sh- end-over-end tackle, like curling up into a book and just smacking into the back of Malaya's head.
0: Fucking incredible. Let's talk about attacks for a second we have one of four stats with which we can attack. We can attack with heart, which is when you put yourself in harm's way or when you're overwhelmed or outnumbered. Books, when you use precision or you attack from a secure position, like from a distance. Fierce, a short range attack with a clear shot, which you might think what this is, but I actually think it's slick when you move in to close the distance or attack stealthily. Mm. And the reason I think it's slick is because you intentionally are trying to do like a backstab
1: on Malaya. Teleports behind
0: you. Yeah, it's it, you're trying to be tricky about it. Okay. So you will roll based on your number of dice. You can get additional dice based on a signature attack, which is a special attack you can do, or a quality, which is something your Necromon has. So Tom, what is Booker's quality? Uh, my quality currently is hardcover. And you sure are fucking smacking that thing with your hardcover, so Tom will get an extra die for that. Okay. Malaya, in the meantime, gets to dodge based on a dodge score. So what is Malaya's quality?
3: Natural armor.
0: So Malaya's basically always going to get this unless someone does a mind attack. And I don't think Booker has that. Not yet, anyway.
3: So if my dodge is three, then I would roll four.
0: Exactly. And then we
1: just compare. Yep. I have three successes and one six.
3: Two successes, no sixes. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to get slaughtered. Okay, how much damage do you do?
0: We'll get to that in a second. So there's something I haven't told you all about Necroman. The world we live in is comprised of layers. We don't just have the worlds of the living and the dead, the here and the hereafter. We have so many other layers of existence beneath that. Most Necromon, which are called basic Necromon, come from higher layers. They're strange and mysterious, but not that far from what we know. But there are other things, stranger and more powerful. That come from some place far deeper. Before anyone can even register what happens, the blue light on Booker lights up, and this small book shoots across the stage, seemingly almost teleporting behind Malaya.
1: Echo!
0: It slams into the back of this giant honey mushroom before somersaulting in front of it and opening its book wide. The shining blue eye on one side ignites, almost taking the form of a strong flame. And in where the ripped pages were, they are replaced by these thin, razor-sharp, semi-translucent pages. And as Irene, you and Malaya try to process how much damage happened to you. You just hear a yell from the crowd say,
1: "Holy crap! She's got an ultra necromon." Uh, have you always been able to do that, Booker? Reckobe? I 12's well, cool. You're just you're now you understand the 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 caliber of opponent before you.
3: Hmm. Irene is absolutely seething. And she's like clenching and unclenching her little hands. And the top parts of her cheeks are really, really pink. Like she's very upset. But she doesn't even pay attention to you. She is too concerned muttering to Malaya. Are you are are you okay? Did it hurt you? Is your hat okay? (laughs) Do you need boot
0: powder? Well, let's find out. Because The way damage is calculated, you take whatever someone's damage score is and the difference between your rolls. So Tom,
1: how much damage does Booker do? Booker's damage is 10. And then I rolled three successes, so 13. Well, 13 minus whatever successes. Yeah, and
0: Emily rolled two. So the difference between the two of you was one. So Malaya takes 11 points of damage.
3: So yes, (laughs) Malaya is going to need some root powder later. (laughs) Malaya!
0: Well, again, this isn't, like, serious pain. It's more like an athlete extending themselves more than they normally would.
3: Do you think Irene cares? How many rest points does Malaya have? Uh, Malaya has 14.
0: <laughs> 14 resurrection points? Yeah. Like, total or after this? No, total. Oh, fuck. Well, it's not time for Malaya's root powder yet, because it's time for Malaya to act.
3: Do you want to leave Malaya? Oh, William. I'll him!
1: I assume Malaya wants blood.
3: Then turn him to mush! And she swings her arm all the way behind her, up over her head, and steps one foot forward, so in the most dramatic point possible, she points at Booker. And I'm using Malaya's signature attack.
0: So the way a signature attack works, it's similar to a quality. It gives you... Plus one on your roll, I'm pretty sure because Booker is ultra, he gets plus two, and then it has an attribute. So what is the effect of turn them to mush?
3: This is a heavy strike. So when it successfully hits, the signature attack does extra damage equal to one plus the rank, which is...
0: That would be two total, because yeah, the rank because is one. because we're one. Rank one. Yeah. What is Malaya doing? How is Malaya doing this attack?
3: So Malaya's attack, turn them to mush is achieved when Malaya (laughs) runs at the other Necromon, jumps into the air and belly flops on top of them.
0: All right, so that's a fierce attack through and through. (laughs) I would say in this case, it's another one where both of yours apply because it's defense with a body for Booker and attack with a body for Malaya. Like if Malaya was doing
1: a punch, maybe not, but. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me part of the cards, guide me.
3: Okay, okay. No sixes, but I did get five successes.
1: Holy shit, I got four successes. Any (gasps) sixes for you, Tom? Yes, I got two sixes. The gauge is five out of eight, and Booker (gasps) has
0: just been fucking belly flopped by a giant honey mushroom. (laughs) How much damage does he take?
3: So the damage Malaya does
0: is Eight. Plus two for the strike. Plus one difference is eleven. Yeah, that was like half Booker's health. Jesus Christ. Just
1: about. Jesus.
0: You better believe the kids are ooing and awing in response. Even Ariel, one of their eyebrows just raises a little bit in intrigue. The school aid man is jiving. <laughs> the school aid man
1: is always happy to be here. There's some heavy hitters we have out right now. <sighs> How are you two responding to this? Well,
3: Booker, one of his little eye stalks pokes up before the other one. And he's just like a little bit crooked for a second. Recob. Oh my gosh, Booker, are you okay? Recob He looks a little embarrassed.
1: Hey, hey, hang in there, hang in there. We've we've still got this. Recob! And he pops back up and he's like,
0: he's ready to go. The little ghostly power light, like, faded a little bit as Booker got shy before shooting out again. Ariel puts on sunglasses.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love it.
3: Irene made a little grabby hand at Malaya once he'd attacked, and then she, like, pets his giant arm. You did well, my mushy. Oh,
1: I love it. It's
0: on to the mossies. What do the mossies do? These little tiny moss balls that are like the size of if Malaya had fingers, Malaya's fingers.
3: So, I, I Irene learned her lesson. She realized that, okay, this this necromon is slightly buffer than we had originally planned for, but it's fine because the mossies also have a signature attack. Bossies! And she does her signature point again, but this time she does the other arm and does another step forward. Surprise! And that is not the full name of the attack, but if she shouted out the full name of the attack every time, everybody would know. But the name of the attack is Surprise They Have Teeth because
0: the moss balls have teeth. So these three moss balls without any face, right? Yeah. Just turn around and shing, these little tiny sharp knife-like teeth appear.
3: This is gonna be a misdirect attack. So when this successfully hits, you can choose to deal half damage and disorient the target until your next turn instead of dealing damage as normal.
0: Perfect. And I would say this is either a fierce attack or a slick attack. Fierce because they're getting up and biting. Slick because the surprise part of surprise, they have teeth.
3: Yeah, I feel like it would be fierce because the moss balls like to bite. And what are the moss balls' quality? Their quality is biting.
0: <laughs> All right, each of you take a bonus dice in addition to whatever the heck you had and give me a roll.
3: Okay, 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 so. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. What did you get?
1: I got four successes.
3: I didn't get that many successes. (laughs)
0: Any sixes from either of you? No. (laughs) None from me. All right, so these little moss balls just start like the Langoliers jumping at Booker to go
1: bite his face off. How does Booker deflect this using his hardcover? I think Booker is mostly just trying to like, after shaking off being dazed from just getting slammed down, Booker is like trying to dodge and weave through them, but like some of them grab on anyway and just trying to like, into the the cover and just get shaken off or just like poked away with, with his little paper legs.
3: Booker is mildly annoyed.
1: As like the three of them are like closing in from all sides just like "Eh,
3: eh." it's like it's he's not concerned he's not uncomfortable he's just annoyed
0: all right and that is the end of our first round so we're at the top of the round so top of the round nothing much special happens except this is one of the times you're able to swap out necromon hilda i'm assuming you do not swap out your necromon no i uh i don't think i will oh what about you irene
3: um when you say swap out
0: so you can have up to three on the field at a time, so you can take So I
3: can just bring out another one, correct? Yes. Okay, I, I would like to I would like to do that thing. Pokio go! And this is Irene's third Necromon. It kinda like waddles out because it's basically a barrel cactus with the little face and feet of an echidna. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I I, I really like this one. <laughs> I like all of them. I like them so much. I Love her negro one.
1: They're all so good.
0: And yeah, so Pokio is out on the field. All ecop. So give me an initiative roll for Pokio so we know where they go in the order.
3: Uh, initiative for 3. So we're going to roll these 3 and we're going to ha- we have two successes there.
0: Okay, perfect. Any sixes there? No. Okay, so this little adorable
1: barrel cactus echidna just doot, 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 and then Booker kills. So Hilda is still just very much unprepared for this. Like, what, what little training she had done with Booker was mostly like, all right, now you're gonna run very fast, so you're gonna do a little book smack. Yeah. Ooh. But Hilda is going to look at Booker and say, all right, um, let's see what you can do. Very cool. Let's use our full power. And she's going to do a dramatic point, not like smooth, like Irene's, but just like a point.
3: <laughs> Irene's eyes narrow.
1: What I'm trying to say is, without <laughs> Hilda really knowing what this is going to be yet, I would like to use my signature attack. Page Turner Twister. What this means is Booker is essentially going to like launch up into the air, spinning around, and make like a whirlwind vortex filled with like razor-sharp pages being shot down out of the book. Think a-, a razor leaf almost from a Pokemon. But book pages and just a whole vortex of it swirling around the battlefield. And what's the effect of this one? So this is
0: multi-hit. Multi-hit. When you use this ability to attack, you can choose to target two or more enemies instead of just one. I'm assuming you're attacking everything. Yep. Make a single attack roll with setback against the highest dodge among the targeted enemies. If successful, you deal damage equal to your damage score to a number of enemies equal to the number of successes rolled on the attack. A setback means you have to roll five or better to succeed. So Emily, who's your highest dodge among your group?
3: Highest dodge? Is good thing I brought out Pokio.
0: Yeah, give me a roll.
3: I don't want to roll. I'm too afraid.
1: Let's go. Heart of the cards moment here. One success.
3: I got two successes.
1: <laughs> I have like nothing but ones and twos. No sixes, in case you were wondering.
3: Two of mine are ones, but. Then I have a five and a six.
1: All right, so the crit does go up. So Booker...
3: Booker's out of practice, guys. It's <laughs> you fine. You hear
1: that, like, theme songs start to play. Booker, like, leaps up into the air, does this whirlwind of pages. cube, red cube, Spreading out over the entire arena. Maybe I'm going too far in saying this, but like, I want to imagine one of the Necromon is sheltering the other two.
3: Malaya's hat! Oh! Malaya has squatted down over the other two Necromon, and his hat covers oh. them all.
1: Everyone's on the edge of their seats as the whirlwind clears. And the first thing you
0: see when the dust fades is two eyes glaring at you. Hmm. Greetings and hello to the late night announcement break. I'm Kyle, coming to you live from 1231 a.m. my time. Today, we have announcements for you. Specifically, today's the promo day. Today's the ad day. We are now three episodes into Hereafter, and I really hope you're enjoying our Ghost and Ghouls theme story. And now that you've been here for a couple of episodes and we've grabbed your attention, now's the time for promotion. Now's the time to ask for money. (laughs) Specifically today, I want to talk about our Patreon, patreon.com slash questfriends. If you're the kind of person who wants more content, more stuff in the vein of what we do here on this podcast, over at Patreon, not only do we have additional short stories each month, we also have video outtakes, and they are actually many outtakes that we don't put in the show itself because the visual component is so important to it. But maybe your focus is more on doing stuff for your own game. You really focus on the role playing aspect. Well, not only do we have my GM notes for each adventure there, but monthly we release additional under the neighborhood content. This may be new mechanics. This may be new character options. This may be new worlds to play in things that you can do in your own game at home. But we've got more stuff than just that. We've got chat logs from our Zoom chat during the sessions. We've got quarterly quest friends prints. There's a lot of stuff that if you go over to that page, you can all see separated out by tier. If you join now, you'll be able to add to our new and burgeoning Patreon Discord community. This is a Patreon-only Discord where fans can discuss the show, discuss their own games. It's really, it's loosey-goosey. We're trying to figure out what we want to make of it. Additionally, once we get 50 Patreon backers, we're going to start doing a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast, where we go over what happened last episode, and we're we're figuring that out. We know we want it to be casual, we know we want it to be a fun kind of talky time, but If you get in with those 50 subscribers and get in at the ground level, you can help us determine what exactly that fun additional podcast will be like. But I don't just want to come here and say, hey, we have all these great things, but you have to pay us money to see it. So if you'd like a preview of the kind of stuff we have over on our Patreon, you can check the description where down there I have a link to a Google Doc showing you basically a free sample of every single perk that we could. So either check the link below or just go to patreon.com slash questfriends and scroll through the posts to see the kind of stuff we have to offer. And if you are interested in that stuff and you have the money to spend, we really love if you could join our Patreon community. All right, the self promo is done. Now it's on to time for promo for somebody else. Let's get going. As I mentioned last episode, we'll have probably about one promo for another show each episode. And today we're actually going to talk about Nation of Animation and Blank City Nowhere, which are two podcasts with overlapping cast and crew. Nation of Animation is a bi-weekly cartoon book club podcast, which covers animated shows and movies from all eras and all subjects, and they do special investigations into the real issues, like the best cartoon couples, March Madness for Spongebob episodes, and the best anime to show to your significant other. Meanwhile, Blank City Nowhere is an actual play anthology podcast telling one story of one place using a variety of different games and systems. So if that interests you, you can join them every other Thursday as they build a collage of a world with new games and characters in the same overarching world. You can find these shows on Twitter and Instagram at Cartoon Book Club or at Blank City Pod, or down in the description. And down there, you will also find a link to a crossover episode they did where they played Under the Neighborhood, the game that we're doing for Hereafter. So once you're done with this episode, I'd encourage you to go down, check out some of those free posts on our Patreon, and then also check out that Nation of Animation and Blank City Nowhere crossover where they played Under the Neighborhood. Our next episode, Bang Bang, will be releasing on Monday, May 16th. But if you'd like additional stories, podcasts, or behind-the-scenes videos, you can find them at, where else but, patreon.com slash questfriends. I do hope that I will see you there.
4: you know what i am the first reporter on scene so then she's going to get out her notebook again and she's got a little like audio recorder like just for her to take notes and she's like this is sparky malarkey on the scene at Parkridge avenue and elm street corner where hordes and hordes of necromice of unknown origin are <laughs> running down the street followed by Hordes and hordes of two cats uh, of, of large birds, who are uh, also origins unknown. I don't think we've ever seen a necromon problem this bad since um ever. A scuba core must be to blame. This is probably a that isn't <laughs> helping, Sparky. That isn't <laughs> helping, Sparky. Yes. Okay.
2: Listen. Listen. I think that the source of this problem is in this box. So I think. That if we destroy this bugs, this issue is going to go
4: away.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If we destroy this bot, wait a second.
4: This justin bystander says that local hardware store is responsible for this and some- No, listen, to don't se- think no, too wait, much about need- it. Ship-shoddy marksmanship and inadequate advertising of products- Don't think too much about it. You'll destroy the box. ...led to this, and so we need um, stricter- commercialism sparky could you destroy this box instead of doing whatever that's not helping anybody
2: and he's gonna i don't think i thought you
4: destroyed the box
2: (laughs) i tried and now there's a bunch of different me's around and now i at first they wanted that but now i think that this is even more a big complication
0: and as you say that the kikes are gone
2: what where are they gone
0: you see a horde of KKs holding onto the box, running down
1: the street. No! <laughs> what? Why are they running with the box? So they don't cease to exist. <laughs> what the fuck? They're trying to save their lives. Oh my
4: god.
0: Oh no. All right, this is... We're going to do a confrontation. So uh, again, a confrontation is essentially what happens when we have an extended sort of conflict. It could be anything from a chase to a duel, to anything like that. The Kike's goal is to escape with the box. Because there are so many Kike's and they're struggling to communicate, I'm gonna give them a clock of five. So if their clock fills five, they get away with the box. And then you have a clock of four. So your goal is to, unless you have a different goal, but I figure your goal is to
4: destroy and or catch the box. we're We're gonna get this box.
2: Oh, so now, now you're on the, on the same team, Sparky. Well, she was, she was just wanting to... to be.
0: As you argue, one of their clocks fills.
4: <laughs> and she no. She's like, an unexpected dilemma. The town turns to a hero. Who will step up? <laughs> Perhaps an intrepid reporter who happened to be the first person on the scene. Because you caused this. You caused the scene. That's why you were the first
2: person on the scene. Anyways... So if they're just running, can I just, like, get in my car (laughs) and just, like... I don't know if you would take Sparky, really,
0: but... You could, but reminder that necromice and swooping birds are flooding the streets.
2: That is true. (laughs) Are all of the birds gone? Or what if, like, hear me out. Can Tukan Necromon fly? And is OG Tukan still around? And can I use it as my double steed? to catch the (laughs) other birds it is a really big
4: bird
1: and kike is only bones significantly lighter than a normal person
4: hallie had an idea too i have i have one but it is predicated on um when all the necromice duplicated did the audio equipment that was on them duplicate as well yes i uh i would like to um cause an audio interference which I assume that I can do I don't, I don't. yeah so <laughs> feedback the entire town my little recorder well no just on the just on well you know the entire town's gonna be run over but by but the mice. mice are everywhere now no no I'm gonna like I'm gonna like no
1: I want you to do it I'm just like
4: okay <laughs>
1: emphasizing the cataclysm you're about to unleash upon the town yeah
4: like you know it happens okay
1: yeah no
0: both of you do that so uh Kike I am going to say because I don't want you to convince the bird again the bird is your friend. Toucan's your friend. Yeah. And he knows that. So I want you the roll to take action, to swoop onto Toucan and fly through the air while Sparky, you are going to roll to touch the other side, which is something, yeah. a book's roll we do for something that is either from the other world, so if you're interacting with something from the hereafter, or something from your world that is beyond your knowledge, which...
4: However... Sparky has an ability called shoot first, ask questions later, which means that I can use fierce for um, touch the other side or understand instead of books. So I get a plus two.
0: All right. So how are you using fierce instead? Are you just like slamming the buttons or? Oh,
4: for sure. Like the best way to get janky audio equipment that's very old to work is just by hitting it repeatedly. Everybody knows this. All
0: right. We all know this. Each of you give me a roll. Okay.
4: Okay. Mm.
2: So 10,
4: 7. Hey, it's a mixed success. Hey, look at that. Hey.
0: So because of Kike's success, your clock fills by one. So you're two out of four filled. Well, so Kike's filled by one and then Sparky's filled by one as well. But mixed success filled both. So right now you're two out of four filled and they're two out of five filled. Okay. So let's start with Kike. Kike, describe how you and toucan the king pecker that looks nothing like a toucan yeah race in the sky to catch the other kikes
2: they just like i feel like they lock eyes and they kind of have this mutual understanding like oh so many of us around is going to be a problem and so toucan is going to like start running while kike is just like jumping to like mount the bird as it's like starting to fly in this majestic maneuver that cannot be replicated even if he can try it is one of those accidental things that worked really well somehow well it's because toucan the king
0: remembered the way in which you caught the ship in the bottle and it catches you the same way
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes Oh my god. <laughs> they have such a beautiful relationship. I'm invested. <laughs> we're, we're really tying it all together here. He's going to like. Oh, thank you, old pal, or something like that, even though he just met him that same day,
4: old friend. (laughs) What the
2: fuck is this? I don't know. I guess he has a necromon friend now. I know
0: I didn't have this half of the session planned, but what the fuck is happening? (laughs) I don't know,
2: but Kike has his noble steed now.
0: Anyways, you race down the street towards the other Kikes. As you do, Sparky, you're pressing every button you can, and suddenly... this pulse spreads out across the entire town. All the Kikeis up front are like, oh, oh, what, why? Unfortunately, you are also a Kiki, So you're also <laughs> no! disoriented by that sound. <laughs> and some of the Kikis break off and you can see they turn right and start racing towards the school. In the gymnasium, The lights flicker and the boombox fades a little bit.
3: You should give up. You're clearly outmatched, even if your Necromon is powerful.
1: Um, well, are, are are you okay, Booker? You still good?
3: Now that the spin, I- Booker got dizzy. He hasn't practiced this at least not in a while, and so he's just flat-out book with his little eyes a little bit droopy, like he's just gotta take a second. Ha,
1: ah, I, that's, you, you wish I'm, <clears throat> I've got too much riding on this battle to just give up. It's just like the aggressive bandit says, you never know how a duel will turn out until the very end.
3: I live by those words every day, but I also know that I'm the best. Pokio barreling in. The signature attack for Pokio is energy drain. When you deal damage with this attack, you also regain res points equals to the level of the target. Pokio's quality is healing. So the idea was that they would go in and could help out the other Necromon with their attack.
0: How's it do this little, how's it do the drain? How's it do the drain and convert it? Like, what's the setup we've got here? Do we have, like, this Malaya just riding on top of Pokio, or...
3: No, it's a cactus!
0: Malaya's tough.
3: I was picturing kind of, like, I I don't want it to be, like, creepy blood draining, and so I thought, like, more of an energy-pulling Like, the spine, sort of, like, pulling out the energy a little bit.
1: What if it's not blood, but just moisture? Ooh, that's fun. From a book! Yes, just drying out this book.
0: And Booker really has it around it, but all of these Mon in this arena have that kind of bluish aura around them. So we can just say that
1: we're pulling some of that. I mean, that is what's happening, isn't it? Because no one's actually, like, getting hurt, hurt. It's just a shield around everybody. Exactly.
3: What I pictured was electricity jumping from one thing to another, like little lightning or shocks and stuff. I like that. But around the little spines.
1: So you're saying this is a little static cactus echidna?
3: Yeah. They charge up their little spines and get all the energy and then just waddle over to whichever one needs healing.
1: Scuffling their feet around on the floor to build up static. All
0: right. Yeah, you can see almost the energy around Pokio,
1: the aura starting to do that static already. And give me a roll. I'm going to say something that I think I will regret deeply Later on, in that while I think hardcover applies to most defenses, I don't think a drain, the hardcover, should matter because like that doesn't matter. It's an energy drain. I agree completely. Like if it was an energy blast, maybe, but I agree completely. Two successes.
3: I got two successes too. I also have one six.
1: I also have one six. How did ties
0: handle? According to the rule book, If an attacker rolls equal to or more than the number of successes of the defender, assuming they rolled at least one success, the attack
1: hits, which means that attack hit. You succeeded. How much damage does that do?
3: Um, oh, that's fine. It's only four.
1: Well, that could be worse.
0: It's still like a real bad shock, like one of those joke buzzer hand things. Like It's going to
1: smart for a while. It's a full third of Booker's remaining res points.
3: So Pokio waddles back over, crackling with this energy and just like bumps their little head up against Malaya and Malaya straightens up a little bit as the energy goes around and charges him up a little bit.
1: It's a little snoot boop.
0: Yeah. And it's it's cute and it doesn't, you can see Malaya perk up, but something about the way Malaya perks up feels a bit more than what four health would do because the critical gauge is filled. The critical gauge is a way to make sure that as battles go on, they don't just drag out and instead really fun, dynamic things happen. It can only fill once during a combat, and once it does, any player character can make a super-powered action. So normally, it happening during an enemy's turn, not a big deal. Emily's a player character, though.
3: Irene, her cheeks are still pink. Not quite as bad because she's really excited about her Necromon doing well, but she's clearly not forgotten what happened earlier. She's not over the fact that Booker got a hit in, and so she puts her hands on her hips and plants her feet. (laughs) Plants, (laughs) get it? And she's going to take advantage of the critical meter filling. Those are the correct words.
0: Critical gauge. Critical enough.
3: gauge filling. And she is going to do a critical gauge attack.
0: So a critical combo attack?
3: Gosh darn it. A critical combo attack. Hilda. Yeah. You've put up a valiant effort, but it was for naught. Mm. Malaya. Mossies, Ponkyo, get that weed out of your garden. And she points both her hands like fly my pretties.
0: And before you can even register what's going on, these things charge, Booker. Because what a critical combo attack is, in a short version, every single PC necromon involved in an attack can attack an enemy. And then Tom has a setback
1: in addition to that. So only five or higher, right?
0: Yeah. So let's go in order. Let's do Malaya Mossies and then the Pokios. So Wait, no,
3: we're going to start with Pokio.
0: Okay. So <laughs> Tom, you do not get the hardcover for this. And then Emily roll the same as you did for Pokio mm-hmm. last time.
3: Okay. Ooh, that's three.
0: Only two. All right. Who's next?
3: Uh, Malaya.
0: All right. So each of you get your quality for that one.
3: That's three.
0: I also got three. And then finally, last but certainly not least, the stars of the show, the Mossies.
1: Oh, yeah, that's... mm.
3: That's two.
0: I only got one. So Emily, take the damage that Malaya does, then add the damage that Pokio does, then add the damage that Mossies do, then add two, and tell me how much damage Booker takes.
3: Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: Why are you apologizing? It's 23. 23 damage? It's 23. That would have one-shot me. That is my max res points. This would have one-shot Booker from full health. Describe! You gotta...
0: Describe! I don't... Des- Jesus, take the wheel, and by that I mean Irene, take the wheel. I'm I'm sitting back.
3: So, Irene trains a lot. This is part of how she bonds with her necromon, And so... Their whole, like, read the garden is a whole choreographed routine. First off, Pokio, like, needs the carpet, sort of, and, like, shuffles around and starts gathering up some energy and then charges up Malaya. And so Malaya, having some of this energy on him now, picks up the moss balls one by one, charges them up, and charges chucks them at Booker. And the moss balls, as they're being chucked, do like little, little screams, not like upset screams, but like gleeful, ready to bite. He's on. He's on.
1: And from this flurry of attacks as like, I don't know if this is an actual effect, but like maybe the blue barrier Shadows or whatever to signify the Pokemon is out. Booker flies back into Hilda, who's just poof, knocked off the arena into like one of those foam mats along the edge of the gym wall and then plops down onto the mats on the floor. Babka Anya's revised book of practical jokes and clownery is just lying there next to Hilda, splayed out spread eagle on the floor. And she just like pats the cover a little bit and says, Hey Hugh, you did good.
0: So what are you gonna do? KK or Sparky? But Sparky <laughs> is like two blocks away now. I'm
4: I'm a little bit behind. Um, am I do I happen to be near a store that sells Necromon cards? How many would I need and how expensive are they? Oh my god.
1: Are you going to spend all of your money on Pokeballs and all of your Pokeballs on Zubats? And by that, I mean these mice. Yes.
4: And then I'm going to sell them.
0: How many AP do you have? None. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck this kind of role would be. because Yeah, it's... I have
4: no fucking idea because it feels like a lot of chained things, but that's what I want to do.
0: I'm going to say this. It costs a lot. Can I go into debt? So let me go into debt, man. You can't spend an AP, but I will let you buy all of them. Woo! But I'm going to hold a hard move, essentially a free GM intrusion about the fact that you have maxed out your credit card on Necromon cards.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You, can, I allow, I accept that.
0: All right, yeah. You walk
4: in. Oh, hey, you were here earlier to buy the buy the thing. That, the thing that worked really well. Yeah. <laughs> Give me all of your Necro cards or I will write a scathing expose of this store on my blog. Uh,
0: I'll do it, kid. Sparky Malarkey doesn't joke.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I make eyes at this man. I do the, like, two fingers from my eyes to his eyes thing.
0: And because you went into debt for that, because it didn't feel right to roll, I will count that as a full success. Yes! You are three-fourths of the way filled. Sparky, you are taking these cards and just throwing them at all of them. I'm just throwing
4: cards. I'm just throwing cards said Okaiba style at all of these fucking mice. I'm going to actually, have actually, so much mice. Roll me a 1d100. A 1d100? Yeah. 49.
0: Alright, I was gonna do the top half, so you collect fifty-one woohoo mice.
4: Oh my god. <laughs> Just, that's the over number
2: half of original Pokemon of the of <laughs> the top almost
0: one hundred One. let's let's up it. You have you have one fifty one.
4: I have one hundred and fifty one necromice. Oh my god, I'm so weirdly happy about that. <laughs> Look at things working out.
0: Meanwhile, Kike... I have all
4: these mice now!
0: <laughs> you hear Kike say, You'll never catch us alive! A, a dead! You'll never <laughs> catch us a dead! Ha! That's a joke you wouldn't make, but we
2: can make! Because we're alive and thriving and
0: we can make humor <laughs> and jokes! The
2: clones
1: are diverging <laughs> too much.
2: am uh, I really like this? Am I really like this? Please tell me I'm not really like this, you can. <laughs> Anyways, I guess I'll have to deal with this later. Maybe Ariel is right. Maybe I am not a cool uncle. Oh my god! I'll, I'll deal with this. I'll deal with this later.
4: <laughs> I'll deal with the existential crisis later.
2: <laughs> Anyways, Kike's eyes on the prize. Still going for the box, like.
0: So you're gonna you gonna swoop down to catch it? Yeah. Roll me to keep your cool.
2: Okay, let, let's go. Let's see, keep your cool. That's slick, right? Yeah. Is this oh that's uh 13 yeah because i have plus two slick
0: the other kike's is one of them bursts into vps junior high and they all split
2: oh my god no oh my god and
0: scatter oh my god you have your eyes on the prize. You're laser focused. You are the true Kike. You're definitely going through walls, through halls, be stickers on Mr. Jimothy's desk, flutter up and fly dramatically into the trash where they belong. You're following this Kike saying, no, no, I'm the original second. That makes me the truest dupla Kike. <laughs> and he bursts out a back door dramatically. And he, he- runs out and he gets up to the gymnasium, and he, like, runs around to the side and outside the gymnasium. We can faintly hear the music and the battle inside. He's like, Is he gone? Is he missing? And then just a dramatic- <laughs> A bird lands in front of him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hand me the box, Enrique! <laughs> You're
0: Enrique. I'm- I'm not Kike. I'm a key clone And I live by it! I STAND BY IT! YOU'LL NEVER HAVE THIS BOX! WE WON'T LET YOU!
2: But what are you gonna do to not let me, huh? I can- I can just grab it whenever. It would just have to, like, be broken or something. Otherwise, it could just grab it. Would you want that? And this is, like, extending his hand.
0: No. No, I don't want that. I don't know what I want. I have your memories of what I want, but what do I want? I want to live! I want to laugh!
2: I want to love my family, the world! (laughs) Well, there can only be one of us, and I am sorry that it can't be you. I really am, because I think that you also would benefit from having your own life. But what if I make you the promise to, because you are me, live my not-life life even to the fullest now.
0: It'll keep making more, won't it? There'll be too many of me. And when everyone's me, no one is. You promise? Listen,
2: listen, I promise that I will do all of those things you want to do and more. And he's going to extend his hand. To make pinky promise to live his life even more to the fullest for all the Kikis. I'm sorry. I, I I feel like this is it's a pinky K- promise. This has gotten out of hand. Why have you done this? This is extremely derailed.
4: I don't know how to. Back. We can't. It's too late.
1: It's too late.
4: It's too fucking late.
0: The other Kike reaches his hand out, but before giving you the pinky, clenches his fist and says. You'll even do the streak of hair dye that Ariel asked for, even though we don't have hair. Yeah, I'll even do that. And you feel resting on your pinky. Not another pinky, but a box.
2: Oh, I really am sorry that you couldn't live more, but I will live more for you. Don't worry, Kike. We both know it was Sparky's fault anyway. <laughs>
0: And he fades away as Sparky notices all of her necro cards. Yes. Except for one. Fuck. Containing a single necromouse. God damn it. Go blank again. I was
4: gonna sell them. Oh, I can't sell blank <sighs> Necromom cards. Maybe I could. There's a tournament coming up. God damn it. I have one necromouse. I wrote that on my character sheet, too. It was like, you have so many mice. And now I have one. I have one mouse and it's Pepito. I have Pepito. Great.
0: Meanwhile, Hilda, as you kind of gain your bearings, you notice that the kids are silent. Some stare at you. Walnut especially is just eyes wide staring. Some stare at the stage. You can see Freddy in the bleachers is just sitting there, almost like processing what happened. And then his large square head does a big turn. And he says to no one in particular, That was so cool! And all the kids just start screaming in excitement. They're like, Oh man, what's an Ultra Necromon? My Necromon's an Ultra Necromon? No, it isn't an Ultra Necromon. It's just a Necromouse. And they're just. Did you see what it did? Oh, there was that big vortex, but then none of them were affected. And then they did like the the weed thing and they're all just shouting excited. And Ariel reaches into this bag that they've had at their side. And they just kind of half-heartedly throw celebration confetti onto the field. Not for Irene's victory or for you winning, but in response to the school aid man. The school aid man is like doing the double thumbs up thing. Just dance it to the back, dance it to one side, dance it to the other. And when you get up, the school
1: aid man like looks to you and like does a double thumbs up to like solidify. Yeah, you got in. <laughs> Hilda is just going to like, before actually getting off the floor, just do a little
4: Ooh.
1: squeal and arm shake.
3: We're cool! Booker is excited for her. Booker, we did it! Coob!
1: And Hilda will scoop up Booker, reclimb the steps onto the arena and say, um, yeah, that was that was really awesome, Irene. Um, I was definitely not prepared for how cool your necromon were.
3: Hmm. True. (laughs) Now that it's over, Irene is gonna walk over to her Necromon. And as she gets closer, they kind of shrink down a little bit, and she Scoops up the mossies and puts two of them in one pocket and the third one in the other pocket. She sets Malaya on her shoulder and she sticks Pokio on her other shoulder. I guess I'll see you around the club. (sighs) If you're going to be a part of the club, then you need to get better at things. Yeah. I noticed that you also didn't you, you don't have cards
1: well i ha- i have cards but um i've only had booker and he doesn't like cards so i
3: nobody does that except me and and now me too fine and then she swings her arm back and she swings it up over her head and she swings it forward and points her finger like probably a centimeter from your nose <laughs> You're my rival now. you're going to have to earn it, too, because I can demote you from my rival just as easily as promote you to rival. I can
1: fucking fire you. I can fire you as my rival. Well, you're going to have to get used to me, Hilda Mishkevich, the master of, 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 of trickery, I guess. Rickled. Yes, and Booker, the ultra book necromon.
3: Go train and then face me again and get beaten again. And then (laughs) go train more and then face me again and get (laughs) beaten. And then the only other
0: thing which I'm going to cut entirely, because I was going to end with Walnut, Freddy, and Hilda walking off as Kiki does whatever he does. And again, I'm going to cut this, but I was going to have the school aid man. I was going to have underneath his bandit mask one of the eyes start to whirr to reveal that it was yet another scuba core camera secretly watching hilda
4: <laughs> scuba core is, is invaded the school aid band is nothing sacred come on man well
0: they haven't now that has been stripped from the canon good god will forgive you this time
3: I was gonna have her say her last name, but then I didn't. I couldn't remember if Irene had heard it.
1: I think I only said it right there at the end. Yeah, I think Ariel
0: calls for Hilda Miskevich.
3: Gotcha. Because it's all
0: right with you, Tom. I'm probably gonna have the school
1: or official things butcher Miskevich, but then do Miskevich like yeah, that's fine. Normally, like I butchered it for 27, yeah, 27 and a half years of my life, either because. <laughs> i was just not able to understand or i was just no one cared enough to correct me
0: and you feel resting on your pinky not another pinky but a box which is immediately too heavy for it and it just falls down and breaks on the ground What the fuck are we doing? What is this show?
4: I don't fucking know, but I love it. I don't know. This
2: has gone wildly out of our hands. Why are we
1: on Adventure 2 and we already have- This is very existential for the second episode, and I'm deeply upset. (laughs) Yeah, um- I have my hand on the X card button ready to, like, delete all of this. There was
2: an episode of the Flintstones when I was little where like there were just a bunch of clones on Fred Flintstone and it was the fucking scariest shit. And I got so scared when I was a kid and I cried at that episode. And this reminds me of that episode
4: a little bit. It was so scary. I I, I am really sorry that Kike had to go through all that though because of what I did. No, you're not.